We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Blue NFL Draft. The Detroit Lions select Jameer Gibbs, running back, Alabama. Goff looks, Goff throws, caught inside the one, fighting for the end zone and getting in for the touchdown. Detroit Lions on the Ross St. Got it, wants to throw. Wentz looks, looks, pressure comes. Wentz hit, sack, back inside the 20. Aiden Hutchinson, that's number two. Yo, what is going on, guys? Welcome back to the Pride Podcast, episode 303 on the Blue Wire Network. I am your host, Tyler, joined by my two guys, as always, Mr. Malcolm Hart. Here, boys, how are we feeling? This ain't no preseason. This is the game preview of the Lions Chiefs Thursday Night Football to kick off the NFL regular season. How are we feeling? I'm fired up, bro. I can't wait. I can't wait. We got bright lights, arrowhead. We're going to go and spoil that banner. I can't wait. Malcolm, what's up, bro? Woo! What is going on, guys? Yo, we're finally here, man. We got football. Yes. Yes, we do, man. I'm excited, man. This is the game preview. We are finally back, man. It's, it's, it's been, it felt like forever. I feel like this is like was, was one of the longest off-seasons, man. And you know what that does? That means hype's there. If it felt long, it means you're excited. You know, because he's, you oh, know, yes. I'm not going to lie to you guys. The last couple of years, I've been excited for the seasons, but like this one feels different this year. Like this is like a different oh. type of excitement. It's like, okay, Lions are going to play the 49ers the week one with this shit roster, Tyrell. With my, like, yeah, I'm excited, but like, am I really that excited? No, it's not like this. We're opening the season in Kansas City, week one. There's no football yep. against defending champs. Yep. Who would have thought that? Who would have thought that like a couple of years ago? Like I'm saying the line's going to open up the season. Oh, shit. Never. <laughs> Never in my wildest dreams, man. Yeah, no. I mean, it's it really hit me this week. Like when they announced it first, uh, it was crazy. But like it really hit me this week. I'm like, the Lions are really going to open up the season at Arrowhead for everybody. Like everybody's going to watch the Detroit Lions versus the Kansas City Chiefs. Like it's it's kind of nuts when you, when you put it in perspective. But – this is our first game preview of the year. It feels surreal. Um, let's just get back into business. You know, let's get back into the business. So we always usually start off with the injury report. So I'm going to kick it off to Pierre. I'll have you read off the Lions one, and I can read off the Chiefs one after. All right, so we're going to start with uh, Ragnow. He has a toe rest. So Ragnow, for those of you that don't know, he's dealing with a toe injury. He basically can deal with that the rest of his career. He's going to be on the injury report. Um, he's going to take a, like a day off during the, the week, so he was off today. Manuel Mosley knee limited both days. You got Isaiah Bugs illness, full practice, and Fatima Mafano hamstring, full practice. Also, Isaiah Bugs is going to be inactive. Uh, Campbell said they didn't like the way he played in preseason, so he's inactive. Yeah, there was a whole there was a whole saga Ooh. between <laughs> Isaiah Bugs situation that he Ooh. took on. That's all we're going to talk about. Yeah, <laughs> that's what Campbell basically said. He's like. He, the film wasn't as good. He just didn't play as well. I forgot exactly how he said he said something like that. He's like, that's all I'm saying. Now he has a chance to earn his reps back. You know, they did this similar thing to Deshaun Elliott last year. He was pissed. Then that he got better. Yeah. Like that that sparked him. So maybe it does the same thing with Bucks. Yeah, it does. It did. But I think did I think did it Elliott? Well, I mean, they both kind of went to social media and handled it the wrong yeah. way. I don't know. I don't think yeah. you can do that as a pro though. Right. 
Yeah. But yeah. No, it's me. We're healthy going into this game, though. I mean, the only guy looks like Peter, like you mentioned, is going to miss this game is probably Emmanuel Mosley. But other than that, yes. Yeah, you're not looking at anything crucial here. Yeah, you know, Mosley like just hasn't. Like this is like his first time practicing like last week, I believe. And yeah. I think they just want to kind of just get him going a little, and then you can have that like little mini bye week, and then maybe week two you can maybe start playing a little more. game. And then something else yeah. to note, because we said we would update you guys in the last episode. If you guys haven't seen yet, we said there'd probably be an RB three add to the roster, someone place on IR, and we were correct. So they placed Julian Aquara on IR, add Craig Reynolds back to the fifty three man roster. So yeah, that that was really the only you know other IR move to really mention. So. Yeah, that's the lines that you're going to this Chiefs game. You're, you're relatively wait, healthy. Wait, guys, I, I mean, I think I got to say this. Is this the first time our offensive line are going to be all playing together? Yes. All of them? Like, all of them together? Yes. Yes. This is the first time? Yes. Is this, is this that is the wild, first time. Man. All starters. That is wild. All, like, man. the main starters, yes. All the name starters are going to yes. be able to play together for the first time. That's yes. awesome, man. I'm excited. Yeah. All right. Well, yeah. speaking about the Lions offensive line, they're going to be having – a lot less of a task than they probably expected when the schedule released because Chris Jones is not on the injury report, but he's not playing in this game. He's been holding out for a new contract, and that's been kind of the whole saga this whole offseason with the Chiefs. Is, is Chris Jones going to be ready by week one? And, you know, it, he's not going to be there. Andy Reid pretty much confirmed that we're not concerned right now because he's not in the building, so we're only concerned about the guys there. So, um, you know, obviously their X factor on that defensive line is not going to be playing Chris Jones, so that's a big one. He's not on the injury report, but He's, he will not be available on Thursday versus the Lions. So going into the injury report, another big name, X-Factor, got hurt on Tuesday's practice, the day of the recording, Travis Kelsey, uh, hyper knee flex injury. So um, he was limited on Tuesday. There's one more day of practice on Wednesday. It's probably going to be a walkthrough for both squads. But, um, yeah, that is something definitely to keep an eye out on Travis Kelsey's status. And then we'll definitely have – the full injury report on Thursday when we go live before the game. So we'll know for sure if Kelsey's playing uh, in or not. Yep. And then going on with this injury report, they're pretty relatively healthy outside of Kelsey. You got Legereus Need, who was limited both Monday and Tuesday. And then Kadarius Tony was limited Monday and Tuesday, but Andy Reid does expect him to play. And then everyone else was a full participant for the Kansas City Chiefs. So relatively healthy squad. The big one, obviously, is Travis Kelsey, who got hurt on Tuesday. And then, like I mentioned, Chris Jones not going to be playing in the game because of a holdout for a new contract. Yeah, just to like tell you, Chris Jones, I believe he had like 15 sacks. He had 77 pressures from the interior last year. Yeah, like that much? guy is one of the best players in the NFL, not just on the Chiefs. He he's a dog. He's up there with Aaron Donald. Yeah, how much? 77 pressures from the interior. Ooh. Yeah, <laughs> that's wild, Frank Ragnall is like shit. Thank you, man. Yeah, Frank Ragnall, he's he could chill now. Yeah, I want to say chill, but you know, like yeah, he doesn't have to worry as much. No, that's a big deal. I mean. <laughs> When you think of the Kansas City Chiefs, obviously Mahomes, you know, he's going to be playing this game. But, like, when you think of outside of Patrick Mahomes, you think of the guys. We always say this. Who's the guys you're going to circle on game day? Um, yeah. You're arguably going to be missing – well, Chris Jones has already confirmed he's not going to be playing this game. But you're arguably going to be missing both of their X factors on both sides of the ball. Obviously, Mahomes is going to be playing this game. But Travis Kelsey is one of the most dynamic pass catchers in the NFL. Um, obviously, Patrick Mahomes' favorite target on the Chiefs. And then on the defensive side right. of the ball, it's not even a question to me who their X factors, and that's Chris Jones, and he's not going to be playing in this game. So, you know that, that that's a tough break for the Chiefs, and you know, if you're a Lions fan, you shouldn't feel bad. You know, you you've had this to you, you've had this happen to you so many different times. Now, we're without JMO too. Like we're not at full strength yeah. either. I mean, at the end of the day, this is the NFL game, and you, you go with their guys, we go with our guys, and whatever happens, happens. Exactly. Yeah, I mean, I, I tell this all the time, man. Last year when we were playing against Dallas and, and the New England, did anybody show sympathy no. for us that that no. we were banged up and hurt, or did they just say, "Oh, yeah, we got shut yeah. out"? The Lions got shut out. I mean, that was the topic of the day. Lions got shut out. They didn't even say, "Oh, they got shut out," but. Amaral was running on one leg, and this guy is hurting. This guy is hurting. They're, they're playing yeah. with Dan Skipper as a guard, and they, they didn't say all that. They, that wasn't the story. Yeah. You're, you're right. right. So uh, it's NFL, baby. I mean, injuries happen. Guys go in. Guys go out. It, it happens. Yeah, you know, I didn't realize how many Lions fans care about narrative so much. Like, guys, give me whatever counts at the end of the day in the standings. That's what I really want. I want to win at the end of the day. I don't care who is playing for them. Bro, regardless who's out there, whoever's – I don't think Dan Campbell gives a fuck. I don't think Andy Reid gives a fuck. They both want exactly. to win, right? Like, both teams want to win. They, I mean, obviously, they wish maybe they both had, like, their star players Obviously, or whatever. Yes. But, I mean, it's 
it's the NFL. There's injuries and there's shit that but goes like, on with contracts. What I'm saying is like uh, people are like there should be no discredit to whoever wins this game either way. Like if it's the Lions or the Chiefs, there should be no discredit to either squad for winning this game. At the end of the day, like you guys mentioned, it's the NFL and no one's going to say sorry at the end of the day. You go with whoever's healthy and whoever's ready to go. Right. And I'm not sure how much this matters, but um, a lot of Chiefs fans, they're, they're kind of like, uh, we're okay. And they don't really matter. They, they think this doesn't matter too much. I think it's because um, Patrick Mahomes, I think his record without Jones, I think he's like 10 and, 10 and 5, yeah. I believe is what I heard. So they still could win. It's not like they when, when they were without him, they're still what they no. win. So that's why a lot of Chiefs fans are. I'll be honest. If I was a Chiefs fan, as long as I got number 15 at quarterback – I mean, I would I would be a little as I'm worried on my defense, but on my offense, as long as I got 15 and Andy Reid, anything is possible. I know, but like if you're a Chiefs fan, I think <laughs> you'd have that mindset. Like when we had Stafford, we kind of had that mindset. Our offense would be. Yeah, this, I mean, this, this, yeah. Like, this is different. different like, honestly, honestly, yeah, you know, you feel like Mahomes and Andy yeah. Reid, like one of the best quarterbacks, one of the best play callers of all time together. Like shit. I mean, you're, you talk about special. I mean, uh, he may go down. He may go down as the the best ever. If he if he keeps it up, if he keeps this up, he will he, be the he, best ever. He, right now, he's guaranteed a gold jacket. He's guaranteed a gold jacket. He's got two Super Bowls and, already. Um, two Super yeah. Bowls, what eight, eight? Uh, I think eight straight something. Eight, I heard it was, he had like yeah. a. I think it was either All Pros or or Conference Champions or something something like that. Yeah. But um, yeah, man. I mean, shoot. Yeah. All right. Let's take a quick break and then we're going to break down this line's offense first. This Chris Jones Chiefs less defense. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash Blue Wire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Survivor 46 is here and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcasts. All right, guys, we are back. Let's talk about this Lions offense versus this Chiefs defense. So, obviously, when you look at this Lions offense, we mentioned it. They are pretty full strength. Obviously, we know about Jameis Williams. He's not going to be playing this game. He's not going to be playing for the first six games. So, um, I'll start off with you, Pierre. You look at this Lions offense. You look at this Chiefs defense. What is your initial game plan when you look at that? I personally think I think that your best defense is your offense. What I mean by that is you control the clock. You run the ball down their throats. You pay David Montgomery six million. You drafted Jamaica Gibbs in the in the, uh, at number twelve, right? And I'm not just saying run the ball, but once you get the run game going, man, your offense is unstoppable. We've seen Goff in play action, and the Chiefs love to blitz. Goff is one of the best quarterbacks against the blitz. Um, so I'm expecting a lot of quick passing game, a lot of running, and then occasionally call that max protection and take your shots down the field. But to me, it's run the ball, control the clock. That's how you win this game. I mean, you don't want to go in a shootout with Kansas City, but the Lions have the personnel to do so. Jared Goff actually did it back in 2018. Yeah, yeah. and that, that crazy Monday Night Football game was the Rams and Chiefs. And Mahomes didn't have his best game either that game. But, I mean, that we could see some fireworks. I wouldn't be shocked, but I think the Lions' initial plan will be let's try to, like, control this clock. Let's try to keep Mahomes off the field. When you do that, though, field goals don't win you the game. you got to score touchdowns. So if it's like fourth and three or whatever, I'm expecting Dan Campbell to go for it a lot. I mean, if it's fourth and three, fourth and two, whatever, fourth and five, 
go for these depending on where yeah, yeah depending, depending on, on where it is obviously yeah. but in general like if it's a gimme field goal or go for it i think you should go for it i mean these are the two best like they were two of the best offenses in the league last year i mean the chiefs are obviously right. number one ranked offense averaging 29.2 points uh, per game which is nuts it's just bonkers and the lines are number five they're averaging 26.6 points a game so you know you like you said pierre's right this could definitely be a shootout now obviously personnel has changed from last year to this year yeah. but like you mentioned in the injury report we're still facing against Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes and the Lions side of the ball we mentioned it this is the first time you're going to have a fully healthy offensive line for the first time ever I guess I didn't know it was the first time ever that's crazy so you're going to have that in place so this is definitely in play to like potentially be a shootout potentially with with these offenses and then when you look at these defenses going quickly about the Lions defense and going quickly about the Chiefs defense we talked about the Chiefs defense I mean it's a t- you know it's a solid unit. They were ranked 16th last year in points given up, but you're missing your best defensive player, the X factor we talk about, Chris Jones, which is absolutely huge on the defense side of the ball. So you're you're going to be really counting on some other guys on this defense, like a guy like George Karloftis, who's a solid player. You know he's a good second year player. Um, obviously have big expectations for him, but you know when you take that big guy out of your defense. A lot changes, you know, like he he's a true X factor. Once you minus him out of your defense, how is it going to really look? And I think we have to wait and see. And kind of to Peter's point, you know, Andy Reid and Mahomes haven't really taken a step back even without Chris Jones. They, they still find a way to win games. But, um, you know, when you're this Lions offense, you know, you're you were a top five unit last year. You face this defense like th- there's not necessarily anyone that really like scares you that much on this defense when there's not a Chris Jones up there. Like I always say, who's a guy you circle on defense? There's not really a guy like I- I- I'm terrified. They have good players. If you had to give me one guy, one guy to circle, I would say Bold. If you had to give me another guy, I would say maybe Snead. He's a young corner who's ascending as a yeah. player, but he's also you know he's been dealing with some injuries, so we'll see how he looks. Exactly. Yeah. So I mean, no discredit to the Chiefs defense. Like like I said, it's a right. solid unit. It's nothing you're going to go crazy about. Like I'm not going to say they're terrible. They're not great. They're literally probably the most average defense you could think of. But I wonder how it's going to look without a Chris Jones week one when you were facing a top five unit last year. And you got the whole band pretty much together. Obviously, you got new running backs with Gibbs and Montgomery. But, you know, obviously, we know the Goff and Amon Rock connection. We know the Goff and Reynolds connection. We saw the Khalif Raymond and Goff connection. Got this offensive line all intact. They're obviously very excited to all be playing together. Um, so... It's going to be interesting to see what they could do in offense. I, I agree with Pierre. I think they could pretty much, you know, do whatever they want. Running the ball would be probably ideal if they can get that running game going to keep that Chiefs offense off the field. But if they need to pass this ball, I don't think Ben Johnson's going to be scared to pass this ball either against this Chiefs defense. Yeah, one more thing I wanted to add. Their linebackers are really athletic and really fast. All like three of them or four of them. They got like four athletic linebackers. So I mean, they're playing a speedy defense, too. Those corners can run, too. They, they got speed on that defense. Go ahead, Malcolm. No, I was going to say, I mean, that, they could be as athletic as they could be, but none of them is going to be able to cover Gibbs in the field. So it does not matter. Oh, um, yeah. Chris Jones, him being out, this is huge. And the reason why this is huge is because if he's in the game, that's an automatic double team. I don't care. Our, our offensive line is really good, but you cannot put – one guy on Chris Jones. You can't put one guy on. So you, it would have to be a guard in the center. So we're obviously we'll be shifting one way to, to double him. Now he's out. That doesn't matter. <laughs> Our guys don't have to double no more. Now you have guys picking up blitzes. So uh, yeah, if golf wants to sit in the pocket and throw the ball and pass it around, he's going to have time to do so. That, well, that, they that, blitz. My they, bad. But that's they, 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 could blitz, they, could, they could blitz, but now you have that guy to pick up the blitz. Now, now you're not worried about that extra lineman uh, double-teaming Chris Jones. Now you have the extra lineman picking up the blitz. So it gives golf more time in the pocket. So if they want to pass the ball, shoot. I mean, I, me personally, if you could add, like, if, if I could have this game looking like the last time uh, Jared Golf played uh, Patrick Mahomes with that, what was it, 53-54 or <laughs> – if they have a game like that, I'm 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 hyped, you know. But um, I think the Lions could do whatever they want to do without Chris Jones. They want to run the ball that inside, the, the the inside gap. I mean, they could run the ball right down the middle if they want to. So I can see David Montgomery having a huge game. I can see um, <laughs> Jameer Gibbs having a good game. Can I? I mean, I'm just excited to see exactly how they're going to use them because they just been hinting how they're going to use them. But now we're going to finally yeah. see. 
So this that's the exciting part, just seeing exactly how they're going to use Jameer Gibbs. So I'm yeah. excited about that as well, man. So I, I'm expecting both of them to have great games. Just and a then, couple other – my bad. I thought you were done. What happened? My bad. I thought you were done talking. Go ahead. Finish no, no, that. no. And then, and then I'm going to say, like, with Lamar, I'm, I'm Ross St. Brown, I think, you know, I think we're going to be able to do – on paper, I think on paper-wise, I think we're the better team right now. I mean, they have Patrick Mahomes. I mean, he makes everything – on their team better, but I think skill-wise, like if you look on the defense, our offense versus their defense, I think we have the edge on them. Um, I think because Chavis, the whole Travis Kelsey situation, I think on paper we might have the edge. <laughs> but we'll see exactly how that goes, man. But I mean, I'm excited, man. Man, I don't want to say we have the edge because they got number 15. You know, that, like, that's, and that's the only reason. But you take, uh, I mean, yeah, I mean, for sure. Who's 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 playing uh, tight end right now? Noah Gray. Mm, I mean, yeah. But I mean, I don't know if you guys remember. If you're solid tight end, you could say that pretty much about any that. Chiefs opponent, though. Everyone says it's about the right. Chiefs, and they still find a way to win. Yeah, I said this. I said this um, about the Chiefs in Super Bowl. I said the Eagles are on paper a better Absolutely. team, and then look what happened. Yeah, <laughs> look what yeah. happened. <laughs> you know, also they got like two good at pass rushers, Mike Dana and George Karloftis, coming off the edge. Their interior though is really weak. Mm-hmm. They got Wharton, Tashawn Wharton. He was awful against the run last year. Now, maybe this year improved. I'm not sure. Derek Nadi was awful against the run last year. That's like their interior. They're two big interior guys on early downs, unless they added more guys. But right now, they're listed as the starters on the depth. But we'll see. I'm not sure. Um, they're not good against the run. Those The linebackers are, but those uh, those defensive linemen – I mean, if Ben Johnson just wants to take Jonah and Frank and just play bully ball with those guys and Big V and Decker and Sewell, then go ahead. Because I think they could bully them up front. I really do. Yeah, I mean, it shows a difference about what Chris Jones makes. Because last year they were the eighth-ranked eighth, eighth ranked rushing defense in the league. But, you know, you're taking, obviously, a, a huge cornerstone piece of that defense. So, yeah, and, and, you know, you're facing a very good offensive line, too, for the, you know, in the interior for the Lions. So, yeah, no, it's going to be a very interesting matchup. And kind of like you mentioned with Gibbs, I, I'm, I'm very excited to see how they unleash him too because, you know, there is no tape on Jameer Gibbs. You have a very minimal tape from that Giants preseason game, but, like, we know we didn't, they didn't do what they want to really do with him in, the, in that, that game, that preseason game. So you're going to fully, you know, get to unleash him for this game. So, you know, obviously the Chiefs don't really know what to expect with him. And, you know, Ben Johnson hitting, I don't think Lions fans even know what to really expect with Jameer Gibbs. So... We're going to finally get to see that in fruition and how it plays out on Thursday night versus the Chiefs. Yeah, you know, especially with the Chiefs, they're like one of the most blitzing teams, even when they have Chris Jones. Like Spags loves to blitz linebackers. He blitz corners. He blitz. He does a little of everything. The guy is just – he's like a blitzing genius. He, he loves to blitz. Yeah. That's his scheme, blitzing. Um, so yeah, that's what I said. Let him come because Jared Goff and Ben Johnson, I'm telling you, they want them to blitz. Yeah, I mean, they got to pick it up. But trust me, they wanted a blitz. You, you look at last year when the, when the Lions were blitz, they were one of the best teams against the blitz. Jared Goff and all those guys. Um, and th- that false alliance strength. Amon Rock, quick guy. Like he's like your quick passing game. Jameer Gibbs, Sam Laporta, all those guys you added. You know, and then once if you they blitz on a max protection call, shit, and you call one of those deep posts to Khalif Raymond, kind of what they did last year against the Packers. I don't know if it was against the blitz. I forgot, but it was a. Uh, it was a max protection, slung that boy out there, and boom. You, you, you're going to see that. Ben, I guarantee you'll see one of those at least two times you'll see that. It's crazy how fast the narrative changes with Goff because it's always Jared Goff's career is that just blitz him and he's going to fall under pressure. He'll throw a pick, fumble, yeah. or he'll get sacked or something like that. Or incomplete pass, right? Like that, that shows how fast the narrative changes because – well, it, it wasn't in there. I mean, it was a true story. Yeah, it was. That's yeah, how it was right. before. That, 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 was, that was his flaw. Yeah. And it's good that he really worked on his flaw. I mean, that's a credit to him, Bet Johnson, and also the QB coach, man. I mean, they, they really worked yeah. on his, his, his flaw and yeah. um, turned into a strength. And that, that now you blitz him. I think he was, his pass rate was like in the 90s um, while being blitzed. I think it was 93.6 when I said one of the best in the league. And, and he doesn't yeah. give away the ball, That's which is very huge. I mean, the Lions were the best team. And the whole NFL of not giving away the ball. They only had 15 giveaways all year last year. So, I mean, that's you know. phenomenal. And that, that's credit to him. Again, another one of his flaws that like he was able to turn to yeah, a strength. So, you know, 
Yeah, he struggled with that in the beginning of the year. He he like he was throwing a lot of interceptions and fumbled. Then he just cleaned yeah. it up, which is nice to see. He's, and, and in LA, those that was his, his flaw in LA it too. Was. That he keeps turning over right. the ball and um, turned to his strength. I think when coaches trust in you, like literally trust in you, and you got Ben Johnson, one of the best OCs. You got a really good receiver, Naminra, and you have like dogs on the O line. I think that builds confidence in you, in you as well. Like those guys trusting him. Now he has the freedom to call things at the line of scrimmage. He didn't have that at LA. You know, he's, he's, he's seen, he's, he's getting smarter. He is hundred percent. Yeah. You know, he's seen the game better than he's ever seen it. Honestly, we saw that last year and you know, that, that like, I think that's always the thing we, we kind of criticize with golf. Like we always knew the talent was there with Jared. It was kind of like, could he put on the field? You know, is he, is he, I don't want to say smart enough because you know, he's smart enough, obviously. But, you know, I think that was one of the criticisms for Goff all the time was like, you know, the turnovers and the mistakes. And obviously he very limited that last year and had a very good year. And you could arguably say it was the best year of his career, even better than the 2018 season. Yeah, Ian Rappaport just tweeted out, it's a tough turnaround for Chiefs and Travis Kelsey to play on Thursday, but he did not suffer a long-term injury. So it looks like I would say doubtful right now. Not out, but doubtful. Tomorrow, I mean, even game, if he does uh, play, he'll be yeah, limited. If he does play, it's gonna, it's not gonna, it probably won't be the same Travis Kelsey that like we're used to seeing. Right, but you know that's a guy you don't really want to count on either. I think he's. I saw his stat. He's only missed like three games since 2014. So you know he, he's he's tough as nails. He, him, him and his yeah, brother. You know those Kelsey brothers. They're built different. They're tough guys. They they are tough. Guys. All right, let's take another break, and then we're gonna talk about this Chiefs offense against this Lions defense. Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. This episode is brought to you by Hyperice, the leader in advanced warm-up and recovery technology. They have tons of innovative products, like Venom-heated wearables to help soothe sore back muscles, Normatec compression boots to speed up recovery and increase circulation, and Hypervolt massage guns to improve mobility. Loved by athletes like Naomi Osaka and Erling Holland. Try them yourself. Get 10% off your order with the code MOVE at hyperice.com. All right, guys, we are back. Let's talk about this Chiefs offense because now we talked about the Chiefs defense and we're like, okay, that, that that's all bright and sunshine. That's where the Lions could do some damage. Now, this is where the Chiefs could do some damage to us um, in this ballgame because, like we said it, they got number 15. They got Andy Reid, and I think Malcolm said it. Patrick Mahomes makes everyone better on the field. doesn't matter who is on the field because when you look at this receiving core, there's no one sexy. I'll read it off right now. Kadarius Tony, good, solid young player, very unproven. MVS, you guys all know about MVS from the Packers. He's good for one or two deep balls a game. It's, it's like your Marvin Hall if you're, if you're a true Lions fan to a certain extent. He's better than that, but like, I don't know how much better. Sky Moore, second-year player, didn't do very much in his first year. Maybe he's poised to have a little bit of a breakout. Um, then you got Rasheed Rice, another you know, young player. And then Justin Ross, another very young player who had a very good camp, but, you know, hasn't, hasn't proved it yet on the NFL regular season scale yet. So um, it's very impressive what Patrick Mahomes is able to do and have the number one passing offense in the league last year with that being his weapons. Obviously, having Travis Kelsey helps a lot, but it, it really shows how impressive this offense really is with Mahomes and Andy Reid that they make anything good, you know, that it just with anything they put out there. One thing with those receivers, though, Sky Moore ran a four four one. Kadarius Tony ran a four three nine. MVS ran a four three seven. They have speed. I mean, if if you're if like if the corners and safeties aren't communicating, they could literally just kill you just like that. And it's not thinking with Mahomes' arm. You know, Andy Reid loves to dial the deep play now. Yeah, hundred percent. So if if these guys aren't communicating, um, if these guys are just getting beat, it's it's not a good look. Those guys could beat you within one and play. And that's going to be interesting because this is the first game where they're going to be all playing together. And what I mean by that is that we have a bunch of new guys on this defense, especially in the second mm-hmm. year, and that's where communication comes into play. And that and it's going to be their first test together. Obviously, they had camp together, but you know they didn't play in the preseason game. And I want to ask you guys that question. 
What's your guys' thoughts of how the Lions handle the preseason? Are you guys cool with them not playing the starters, or um, what's, what's your guys' whole take on that? I got no problem with it. They basically played live reps against the Jags and Giants. They played lots of reps. They did red zone. They did short short down distance. They did two-minute defense. They did everything. They practiced everything. They basically – it was a more controlled environment. I actually liked it. I would actually prefer that because we saw preseason guys get hurt. Like, good players get hurt. Yeah, right. No, and, and I agree with you because – I think that's been a question when you when you see about this game, especially with the Lions, because they were one of the few teams that didn't play any starters during the preseason. Is like, oh, this could be some rust on on them. But no, I, I think you have to do have to factor in of those live joint practices. They had two of them, and you know they were intense. I think uh, the Lions were one of the few teams that actually had the most live tackling practice. I believe they said they had four or five of them, where most teams they don't do any, or they do one or two, and they really just use preseason games for that. So the Lions use most of their intensity in the in the training camp instead of doing it in the preseason game. So I don't think there should be rust. I think it's just a different way of approach of getting their guys ready than using the preseason. Yeah, I was shocked when I heard that, to be honest with you. And I, that came from, you know, shout out to Amaral's um, podcast with his yeah, brother. Yeah, St. Browns. And it, yeah, the, the St. Browns podcast. But they're talking about it, that the Bears had no live tackling. No. In training camp, that's that's wild to me. They just use they just use preseason games. Yeah, <laughs> as as you know that that's that to me that sounds like a former of a disaster. Like you're gonna see a lot of mistackling when there's either come around. You just focus on three games for for live tackling. But hey, I mean whatever works works, man. But. I just don't think that's a good idea. Yeah, so, I mean, that was just really to answer the Russ question because I think a lot of people are concerned. It's like, oh, because not a lot of people factor training camp. Like, they don't really know what goes on there because obviously not everyone can make out the trip there. Um, so they really only get to see the preseason games before the season starts. And, like, when you don't see your stars, I, I could see why it's a concern. But I, I think they just went to a different approach of how they got their guys ready than rather than using the three preseason games, which every team is different. Look at the results. Look at the results. Look at our injury report. Look at the results. Yeah, you're clean. That's what I I'm saying. I cannot, yeah. I cannot complain one bit. Yeah, you're clean. Yeah, but again, it's going to be interesting to see how this defense does communicate because it is their first game together on the field in a big, you know, big environment and arguably the loudest environment in the NFL. So, how are they going to react? Um, you know, to, to you know, to communicating and how are they going to play together? Because obviously, you had a Cam Sutton, you had a CJ Garner Johnson, that secondary, a lot of new moving factor pieces. Brian Branch, Brian Branch. So you got a lot of new moving pieces to this defense. So, um, yeah. obviously, arguably, probably the toughest task to have your first game against because you're going against Andy Reid and Mahomes. It's a good thing, though, man. It's a good thing, bro. It's a good thing. You get tested. Yeah, so. You know, we'll, we'll see what they have up their sleeves. What Aaron Glenn has up his sleeves for this for this game plan. And you know, I mentioned the receivers are nothing to really brag about, but this offensive line is very, very, very good, especially up in the interior. And then obviously, we know about their quarterback Mahomes, and even the running game. Like they have some sneaky, like good running backs. Like I, I like Isaiah Pacheco. I think he's a solid back. And then McKinnon's, you know, a guy who's a, a scary back out of the backfield who can catch some balls. So um, they, they have they have some solid weapons on this offense. Yeah, you know, speaking of their offensive line, though, I got to get into this. They, their interior is unreal. You got Creed Humphrey, one of the best centers. Joe Tooney, one of the best guards. And Trey Smith, one of the best guards in the league. But, man, they're edges, bro. Jawan Taylor is their right tackle. And you guys could go back and see what the Lions did to him when the Lions played the Jags. And then their left tackle is Donovan Smith. That guy led the league in penalties last year with 12 penalties and had six sacks allowed. He gave up 31 pressures. He was not good. Like I said, Jawan Taylor, just go back and watch Lions vs. Jags. I mean, you guys probably remember what, what, what the Lions did to him, you know? Um, so, and I feel like that interior, man, even that interior, they're good. But if Hutch and Houston collapse that edge or Hutch and whoever's on the other side or whoever edge, guys, we, we're loaded at it, right? If they could collapse the edge, that makes the interior weaker because they got to help. When they help, a guy could be one-on-one. So, so I, I believe both these guys, both their tackles, they're new guys, Donovan Smith and, and John Taylor's both yep. I know Donovan Smith for sure led the league in penalties last year with the Bucks. And I think Taylor was up there as well. Taylor had seven, and then Taylor had five sacks allowed. He gave up sixteen pressures. How many penalties did Donovan Smith have last year? Uh, they're they're number, one number two. They're they're, they're number one and number <laughs> yeah, two. That's great. Donovan's <laughs> How many penalties did he have here? 
Um, 12, well, yes. He was tied of fourth, tied fourth in the league. But those are like, I don't think those are OTs. I think those are offensive linemen in general. I think Malcolm's talking about offensive Yeah. Tackles. No, I mean, Donovan Smith is a holding machine. And you could go ask Buck fans all about it. They love him. <laughs> yeah, that's, a, that's sarcasm, <laughs> by the way. But um, Yeah, it is. And, and yeah, the Lions have all these edge rushers to deploy. You know, I, I could see some holds against Donovan Smith, you know, in this game. You know, you get a James Houston on third down. You got you know, Hutchinson on first, second down. Yeah, I mean, it's going to be interesting to see how, how they hold up. Especially, this is going to be their Chiefs debut, too. Their interior is very, you know, they're used to each other. Uh, Humphreys, Trey Smith, and Joe Tooney. But having two brand new tackles, like, that's not easy, and, and you know, it's going to be their first game together on this offensive line and in this environment on the bright lights to open up the season. Um, and this line's defensive line, they're established. Like, you know, they, they all know each other. They all played with each other for, you know, a year now. They're all used to this offense or this defense, so it's not like it's a big learning curve. Um, like, you got a bunch of new guys coming in and learning this defense. Like, these guys are all used to the system, and we saw when they got hot last year and they won on that winning streak, a big – you know, account to that was the defense playing better. They were getting pressure to the quarterback. We saw James Houston really get unleashed, and that's when he came up from the practice squad and was causing havoc and had eight sacks in the second half of the season, which is just absolutely nuts. Um, so, you know, it's, it's going to be interesting because th- that is one of the, definitely their weaknesses is their tackles coming into this game, and Lions edge rushers is definitely one of their strengths coming into this game. Yeah, I mean – I, I honestly, man, I think just because of the whole tackle situation, it, it makes me feel like the Lions may have something in this game because I really I have a lot of trust with our edge guys. And if we could contain Patrick Mahomes, I just kind of don't want him to do that. His, you know, they call it backyard football where they just run around in circles and they just find an open guy down the field and, you know, he does an unbelievable pass. And you want to eliminate that. You want to eliminate all the big plays so they can just contain him. And, and and keep him in the pocket and, and kind of like try to find a where try to find somewhere to go, but has nowhere to go and end up getting sacked. Um, if we could do that, and I think we have a really good shot um, at being the Chiefs. Yeah, you you actually want to contain him. So when you look at his numbers, um, let me pull up the graphic I had here. When he leaves the pocket, he leads the NFL. Like it becomes backyard football to him. You know, he leads the NFL in touchdowns. By a large margin, let me just find this thing that I okay. Here it is, right here. Patrick Mahomes has 54 touchdown passes outside the pocket since 2018, 18 more than any other quarterback. So setting the edge, you know, when we play Justin Fields, we talk about setting the edge, and they did it towards one of their last last games when Hutch and Akuda played played well that game, right? Akuda had a pick six, but you see when they set that edge, he kind of made that mistake. So if if they could set that edge, um. They're gonna have. I think the Kansas City Chiefs offense won't be as effective because they're they they go crazy when Mahomes leaves the pocket. They're in scramble drill. The DBs are like all like confused because everything just breaks apart. You got if you if you give Mahomes like six seven seconds, he's gonna tear you apart. You can't. You got to be disciplined in your gaps. And if you play man, um, you cannot let him run up the middle. We saw that last year a lot with the Lions. You cannot let him get those five six seven eight ten yards, whatever it is. Right. You got to be disciplined up front in the interior and on the right. edge. Uh, you know, and it's going to be interesting to see who steps up, especially if Kelsey doesn't play in this game, because I don't recall Mahomes ever playing a game without one of Travis Kelsey or Tyreek Hill. So, I mean, those are two obviously dynamic pl- pass catchers, right? Tyreek Hill is arguably the best receiver in the league right now. You know, if he's not the best, he's top five, right? Like he's, he's the speediest yeah, yeah. guy in the league. He's, he's phenomenal, right? We know about Tyreek. Kelsey, like I mentioned, best tight end, not even close. He does everything, too. He's a great blocker. He's a great pass catcher. Um, obviously, Mahomes' is favorite target on this Chiefs without Tyreek Hill. So if Kelsey's not in this game or if he's very limited in this game, who is going to step up for the Chiefs? Because I mentioned there's a lot of unproven young guys as far as pass catchers. And how is Mahomes going to look at that? Obviously, we said he can make anything work, but he's always had one of Kelsey or Tyreek Hill. This might be the first time we've ever seen Mahomes without a dynamic pass catcher. Now, I'm not discrediting Mahomes because I know what he could do with anything. It's just going to be interesting to see if they don't have a Kelsey or a dynamic pass catcher in this offense because I want to see who steps up. You know, I like Kadarius Tony. I've always liked him. I always thought he could be a solid player. But even him, you know, he's limited. He was even uncertain of playing this game. He, he got cleared and he's going to play. But, you know, he's not 100% healthy either. 
And then it's just a bunch of like, you know, young, unproven guys. Sky Moore, like I mentioned, didn't really do much. Got his first touch on that Super Bowl last year. You know, he didn't really do much in the regular season. MVS, we, we mentioned him not. You know, he, he's, he's good for a good play here or two in a game. And it's just like, you know, Noah Gray and like a, a solid player as well. But like, who's going to step up if Kelsey doesn't play in this game? And that could be an advantage to this Lions defense big time. So what I think they're going to do, I think they're going to get their backs involved too. Jerick McKinnon last year, he was a really good receiver right. out of the backfield. One of the best, actually. That, that actually scares me a little. I'm not going to lie. And then it's kind of going to be like, not necessarily who steps up, but more scheme-wise, who's who's more open. They're going to spread the ball around to everyone. I don't think they're going to get eventually just one guy yeah, involved. Right. But Like Tony might have a few catches. Hill might have a few catches. Um, I mean, I'm sorry. Hill. More. 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 Not Hill. Hill is not with them. Sky Moore, you know. Uh, maybe Rasheed Rice, the rookie out of SMU. He's had drop issues in, in, in preseason, but he's been getting open. Yeah, but- he gets open for them. He just it's going to be interesting how they look without Kelsey, though, because with Kelsey, that opens up their offense and gets those guys more involved. For now sure. you don't. You take out a Travis Kelsey. How are they going to look? Because they were already kind of mad before. How are they going to look without Travis Kelsey when they're the main focus? Yeah, Andy Reid is like a – That's a guy you're not going to count out. Ben he's going he's to get yeah, it going. He, he's going to sure. find a way. Ben Johnson is a genius, but Andy Reid is like – on a different level of Absolutely. genius than Ben Johnson. Absolutely. You know, like he's just been in the league forever. He's he's an offensive mastermind. But it's it's a challenge for them, Tyler, because like if Travis Kelsey was playing, the Lions defenders would have focused 100%. on him. Now, you, gotta get, you, you know, like, had to get double team. Double team, bracket coverage, whatever. Now what you could do is like, okay, you could kind of mess with them. You could disguise coverages with CJ and Branch. Those guys are versatile. You could blitz a little. Not recommend against Mahomes. Mahomes also really good against the blitz. Him and Goff are like one of the best. Against the blitz, um, but you could, you know, you could just change it up a little, mix it up. Zone, man, you got to mix it up with them. You can't just play the same coverages with them. You got to mix it up. Try to confuse him. Try to get in his head a little. Hopefully, CJ talks some shit, gets in one of the receivers' heads. I mean, I could see that. I really you could. KT cussing out a Twitter. I saw KT cussing out a Giants Twitter fan uh, <laughs> earlier in the year on uh, Twitter DMs. So I, I could, I could see yeah. CJ Gardner Johnson get in his head. Yeah, it's, yeah, I mean, it's, it's possible, man. I actually want to see exactly, yeah, how how AG is going to come out in, with this, and and how do how do you going to attack him? Like, is he I just hope corners? he come out too complex because you know last year he came out too complex. They were all confused and shit. I just hope he keeps things like not simple, but just keeps things like where where they're good, and just attack. Yeah, I mean we have we have a lot of vets, so I think that's right. probably not going to be an issue. But is he going to like just come out there and just say, "All right, this is play two man and have two safeties high and go straight man to man with these corner these receivers because I feel like our secondary is better than their receivers and just attack it that way and just rely on your front four to get at at, at Mahomes. That's possible, but I think if you do that too, like those like we said, those receivers are fast. And like they they could they could nickel and dime you if you do that right like you're playing man they could just you know you're, just a quick pass playing, quick pass quick pass you're playing two man so your your receivers your corners could be aggressive because they're over the top that is true they sides. could be aggressive but the thing that hurts with that is they get a little too aggressive and then a guy is running down the field and safety's chasing them yeah I th- so I think you got to be it's it's a little like you know you got to be disciplined. Um, the corners have to be disciplined as well. One, one fly I always had with Aaron Glenn, and it even was towards the end of the year, was if Aaron Glenn doesn't come in with a great game plan starting the game, they have a tough time adjusting to what the offense is running. Like we saw in that Panthers game, like they had no idea what the Panthers were doing, and then they had no idea how to adjust. So we've seen it before. If like they if they don't come in with a great game plan, and they, and they have a difficult time adjusting sometimes, and that offense could have a field day on our defense. Now you got all these new toys i like to call them you got all these new you know you know weapons to use on this defense how is he gonna how is he gonna do it you obviously got more guys that are used to the game and you know they're, they're used to adjusting on the fly so you know with this chief's or this chief's offense you have to adjust you can't just do one thing coming into the game and expect to do that all four quarters because if mahomes notices at halftime he's gonna come slinging in the second half and he's gonna expose it right away and they're gonna score points right away so there's got to be adjustment within all of the game. I don't think you just can come in with one game plan and expect to use the whole game. And I think one thing too is we didn't really talk about is they they got man their O line now they could run block those interior guys like they could block. Yeah. Uh, you got to stop the run. Isaac Pache- Isaac Pacheco was a good running back last was. year. You, you got to stop the run. I think it always starts with that. We always talk about this, but you, you got to stop if you don't stop the run, man. They're going to have a field day with us. Play action game with those receivers, those that, that speed they got. 
you got to stop the run. And I think Andy Reid, obviously with Kelsey, I like, what are you going to do? I think they're going to try to rely a little more on their run game as well. Could be. You know, we haven't really seen it with them because we're just so used to Mahomes slinging it and obviously having Travis Kelsey and then in the past with Tyreek Hill and Travis Kelsey, we're always just expecting them to be a passing offense. And that's always going to be their identity for the most part. But yeah, you know, without missing potentially their their starter, X-Factor receiver, you know, pass catcher, um, how, how, are, how are they going to look without him? And maybe that is something they do is go to the running game a little more often than they're they're used to doing. I'm more worried about the interior instead of the edge because I think Hutch and Charles Harris are, are fine against the, are good against the run. I'm more concerned about, you know, against they got dogs up front. Our guys, I mean, Aleem McNeil, he's projected to kick a higher step. You got Benito Jones, who's, you know, he's not great, but he's not bad. He's okay. Like, he's not the best nose tackle. He's not the worst. He's a solid nose, clogs up space. Mm-hmm. Those linebackers, if they clog up those space, those linebackers have to go in and just hit him in the mouth. Boom! Like just you know. So, what do you guys expect as far as the linebacking core? Who's going to be starting in this game? Obviously, Alex Angelone. Do you guys expect Barnes or Campbell or like a rotation? AJ said all are playing. Okay. He said Angelone, and then the rest is going to be packages. He he didn't really reveal his hand. He said all of them are going to play. Now I think Barnes gets a start. Like he plays with Angelone at mm-hmm. first, but I think they could potentially go with a high hand, or depending on what the Chiefs do, the Lions might kind of match what the Chiefs do in terms of personnel, like what they feel like is best for them. Okay. I, 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 I see Jack Campbell starting with, with Angelo personally because, you know, Barnes, I mean, he's, he's really good against the run coverage. I still don't trust him in the, in the, in the, in the coverage game yet. Um, I would put I'll put I'll put Campbell out there. But, you know, in situations where you, you don't need to stop the run, I would put Barnes in there. Yeah. So, yeah, that's probably what you expect as a mixture of both both Campbell and, and Barnes for sure with Angelo playing. And, and, and even and Rodrigo. Uncle. Yeah. And even Rodrigo. Yeah. Now, I got a question for you, Tyler. You said if you were looking at the Chiefs defense, who would you circle? Now, you're looking at the Lions defense. Which player or players would you circle? Obviously, 97. Hutchinson is a guy you have to circle on this Lions defense. And mm-hmm. then I'd probably say number two, CJ Garner-Johnson in the secondary. Yeah. I would, too. And then I would circle one more on third downs only is James Houston. He right. was a man yeah. third, last year. He could not. Third play. and long. That's hey, what, what do we talk about? NASCAR? Yeah, you're going to see a lot of that during <laughs> the season. And uh, yeah. what's James oh, number 41, I believe. So you'll be seeing a lot of 41. Um, on the, I, I mean, you might have, have to circle all of them, man. John Kaminsky. Um, you and Romeo might go out there and do some things, man. But I, I really like John Kaminsky, too, man. I think he's going to be a big part of it, too. And Josh Pascal, this is, he's like the forgotten guy that people don't really talk about. But I think he's he's incoming for a big year. So I just can't wait. I think all these guys are going to be. Yeah, I mean, I th- yeah, I think our backup defensive tackle. Tackles are better than their starters going into this game. Like Pascal and Kaminsky are better than Nadi yeah. and whatever the other guy yeah. they got. I, I think it's going to be interesting. A lot of Lions fans, I think, forgot about him. It's Charles Harris. Like, he was so good for this team two years ago. Obviously, they, you know, that was their start of their, their rebuild or retool, whatever you want to call it. Um, and he, he was phenomenal. Got the extension, missed a lot of last year. But from everything we've heard in camp, you know, he's the starter alongside Aiden Hutchinson on the other side of the edge. He's got a captain. He was mm-hmm. voted a team captain by the by the team. And, you know, they, they expect big things out of him. So, you know, Charles here's a guy I think a lot of people forgot, like I mentioned, but he, he could have a good year too, and especially now having more help. That could help him a lot more because he was very good when he didn't have much help in 2021. So now he's got more established guys. Now he's been playing with a Aiden Hutchinson who's played for a year. Now he's played with James. He's got guys like James Houston. He's got guys like Kaminsky and Ali McNeil and all these other guys. Like so, maybe a guy like Charles Harris could even have a, a pretty big year, and this could be a good opportunity in this game with their offense tackles not being the greatest. And another thing is too, if the Chiefs like try to go like five wide or four wide. Now the Lions could play dime two because their third safety is arguably one of the best third safeties in the league right now. Tracy yeah, Walker. He's a starter for most teams. That guy was a good starter, right? He was a good starter for us. But as a third safety, you can't beat that. Yeah, I know. I mean, you cannot beat that, man. And Tracy probably starts, if not on 31 teams, probably 29, He probably teams. starts on the Chiefs. He starts over, what's his face? Reed. Um, over, no, not just Reed, the other guy. Um, Cook? Cook. Yeah, Brian Cook. Cook. Yeah. But, uh, I mean, briefly, though, I want to talk about the captains. We didn't really bring Yeah, that we up. can mention that. So who, who are the captains, Pierre? So offense, we got Jared Goff, Amon Ross, St. Brown. And on the defensive side of the ball, we got Anzalone, Charles Harris, and we have um, – is that it on the defensive well? Defense is Anzalone and Harris, Harris yes. and then And then Reeves Maven is your special teams captain. 
Yeah. Um, I like to see Amon Ra and Panay Sewell. Those are your third year guys becoming captains. That just, that's great to see. Yeah. So, yeah, that's, that is big. Yeah. Especially with Hutch and then you see Sewell and Amon Ra. That's small. That was their first draft, basically. Those two guys are with stars. Hutch. I mean, not Hutch with Sewell and St. Brown. Yeah, that was their first draft together, and now they're they're established to captains, which is big. You know, I, I didn't really expect it, honestly. You know, especially on the offensive line, you usually kind of just always chalk up Decker or, or Rag. Now that's what you really expect. So it's kind of cool to see the players voted for Sewell. And then on the defensive side of the ball, I was expecting maybe like a Cam Sutton or maybe even a CJ Garner Johnson. So. It's cool to see that they, they still really respect Charles Harris, and I, I'm, I'm expecting a pretty big year of Charles Harris because, you know, they have big expectations of starting Cam alongside Hutch, and he's healthy now. Like I said, we got some new weapons on that defense, so I'm excited to see what Charles Harris could do this year. Even if, like, those guys you mentioned aren't captains, they're still leaders, man. They're, they're great oh, leaders, yeah. the other guys, yeah. Oh, yeah. Especially. Sorry. I mean, we have a lot of good leaders on this team. For sure. I am not worried about leadership. No. Right. Okay. Anything else to add to this game, or is that it? That is it. All right, y'all. That is the first game preview in the books. Lions-Chiefs game preview is in the books. We will be live on Thursday, an hour before kickoff, so you guys could stay tuned to that. So kickoff is, I believe, at 8.30 or 8.20, so we'll probably go live around 7, I would assume. So we'll go live around 7. And uh, we'll talk about the inactives. We'll see who's officially playing in for the Chiefs. We'll see. Obviously, the big one we're going to keep up with is Travis Kelsey. If he's going to be playing or not. So we'll know that on Thursday in the right. game preview. And then after the game, hopefully celebrating a dub, we'll go on uh, Twitter, X Spaces, whatever you like to call it these days. We'll go on We'll go on Spaces after the game and talk about the game, win or loss. And that's pretty much it. So you guys have something to look forward to on Thursday before and after the game with us. Um, so just stay tuned with us on uh, Twitter and on YouTube for the pregame. And then, on, like I said, in the postgame, we'll be on Spaces. Yeah, we're back in business, guys. I know you guys missed us. We're yes, back. sir. So looking forward to it. Uh, big year, obviously. Big game. So stay tuned. I'm out, guys. Peace. All right, guys. I'm out. Peace. All right, y'all. I'll see y'all in our pregame show on YouTube and Twitter and Facebook and all those other um, streaming platforms. But, yo, this is your boy Malcolm, and I'm out. Peace. fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer put lifelock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss plus with a u.s-based restoration specialist on your team you won't have to face drained accounts fraudulent loans or other losses from identity theft alone all backed by the lifelock million dollar protection package change the game on identity theft save up to 25 percent your first year at lifelock.com aware